Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Do something that acknowledges that this mattered, that this moment meant something to you, and now you're moving on from that. Try and linger at that moment for as long as you can, because then you honor that time. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. All right, guys, I've got a little bit of a different topic episode for you today. This one is kind of out of my comfort zone. My guest today is Dave Shelkrit. He is an author. He is an artist. He is a creator. He wrote to me and he was like, I need to be on your podcast. And I was like, okay, thank you for your interest do you have a baby? Like, are you interested in baby led weaning? He's like, no, I'm an author and I write about ritual and I write, want to talk about the ritual of weaning and taking time to acknowledge the transition of a baby moving from a milk-only diet, breast milk or formula to solid foods. And he talked me into it. And I was like, I don't know about this topic, but you guys, I'm normally used to talking to like medical doctors about GERD or other parents about their babies. But day... Okay. He's also known as Morning Alters. He is an internationally renowned artist. He's inspired thousands of people around the world to reconnect with nature and creativity. I am not a nature person and neither would I consider myself creative. So I was like, day, I don't know if this interview is going to flow. So he helped me write the questions and I read his book. And I do think he has a lot of very valuable things to say about slowing down and making a ritual out of this transition into baby's food. So He's got a brand new book out, which he's going to tell you about as well, called Hello, Goodbye. But as we ring in the new year here, I'm thinking you guys might like this topic, and I'm hoping that you do. And with no further ado, I want to introduce you to Day Shulkret, who's going to be talking about rituals for weaning and making your baby's meal times memorable. Happy to be here. Now, I have to admit, I was surprised to see you addressing weaning in your most recent book about rituals. So I want to learn more about that. But before we dive in, could you please just tell us a little bit about yourself and the type of work that you do? I am a author. I'm an artist. I'm a teacher. For the past 10 years, I've had a practice that has been called morning altars, which is I go around the world and basically teach people how to make altars out of nature as a way to make meaning in their lives and to mark important moments. And so that's a seven-step practice that I've cultivated, and it turned into an international sensation. And so I tour around the world teaching this practice. And 
I just finished a new book. And so this new book is focused primarily on rituals. So why are rituals important? And more importantly for our audience, why are mealtime rituals important for families? I'd say first and foremost, we have to understand why rituals mostly don't happen. I'd say most of us are incredibly busy. We're moving way too fast. We have so much on our schedules. We're overloaded. And all of these important moments, some of them really small, some of them really big, pass us by. And before we know it, we're on to the very next thing. Ritual is a way to basically slow down time. Sometimes we need to slow down time because what we just experienced is traumatizing or upsetting, or there's a lot of grief there, like a death or loss of a pet. And sometimes it's celebratory, like we just accomplished something or became a grandparent. But either way, the movement of our lives these days, it's like always on to the next thing. And so there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with that almost forced pressure that pushes us forward. Ritual is literally a way to create what I call time boundaries. So they slow us down so that we can turn towards or pivot towards the real moments in our lives. And weaning is a real moment in our life. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. It's funny, I think all new parents or parents in general would agree with you, but especially those of babies, like, oh my gosh, it goes so fast. Like everyone tells you that. And I'm looking back, My I have seven small children. My youngest are three now, but it feels like just yesterday that we were doing baby led weaning with all of our babies. And I was curious if you could give us some maybe concrete examples, because I think the way you're talking about ritual, this is something you talk about all of the time, but this is definitely a new concept for me. And for my audience, what are some concrete ways in which we can slow down and make ritual around feeding and mealtime during the weaning process? Sure. I'll give you an example that actually just happened to two of my best friends this past weekend, which is their infant actually had food for the first time. And they actually gathered a lot of friends and family to witness that moment. And so it wasn't just something that happened in private. It actually got witnessed by their community. And so there was people brought beautiful fruits and flowers and there was candles lit and there was a song that was sung. And what happened was there was a community that got to witness this new baby eating his first food for the first time. And just being witnessed 
is the capacity to turn towards something, to look at something with more intention and more meaning. And when we invite other people to help us do that, it creates a sense of connection so that everyone that gathered around this baby that got to witness his first foods is now even more connected and tied to the actual baby's life. So that's a very small example of taking a moment and making it meaningful. After college, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Nepal, and I was so amazed by the Hindu community that I lived in for two and a half years. They celebrated the baby's first eating of rice. So you would get invited to rice feeding ceremonies. I remember the first time my friends and I got invited to them. We're like, hey, have you ever been invited to one of these things? Like, what do they do? Oh, they feed the baby rice for the first time. It's like so many other food cultures do celebrate the transition to solid foods. And we tend not to do that in the United States. So I'm curious, the family that you were just describing, do they ascribe to, or would you say they belong to a particular food culture? Or was this just something they decided to do? Because it's certainly not typical in your Western society. It's definitely not. And I'd say they joined it together. They're two people who are come from the Jewish tradition. And we are just we just celebrated our New Year's. And there's a lot of festivals that just happened that happened in the fall. And so there's this one festival that's called Sukkot, which is about gathering outside. It's about eating outside. It's about remembering our ancestors wandering in the desert. And it's a harvest festival. There's a lot of fruits and vegetables of the harvest. And so they decided to, it was time, the baby was giving signs that that it wanted to eat more solid foods. And so they tied it to this festival. So there was already a gathering that was happening and they brought the meaning of this moment to that experience. And so it is unique. And it also was made that moment even more meaningful. I have another friend who recently weaned her baby and she has a tradition in her family that I wrote about in this new book, Hello Goodbye, where she fills up a baby pool with cow's milk. And there's cheeses and other, there's other dairy products around the baby. And so it becomes this fun, kind of wild experience that the baby gets to play in this kiddie pool that is filled with cow's milk. And it's just this moment that's both joyful and meaningful and creative that that particular mother did with both her firstborn and now her second baby. Day, could you speak a little bit about the emotional involvement that parents can and should have when it comes to helping their babies transition to solid foods? I've interviewed a lot of mothers and birthing parents around weaning. And some of them reported back, this was a celebratory, this I'm getting my body back, I'm getting my time back. Some of them reported back that this was a moment of grief. This was like a way that they were almost severing a certain connection with their baby. I don't know if you know this, but the word sever, to sever or to cut, etymologically, like the root of the word actually means to wean. So there's a feeling that happens in that moment of severing this connection or this bond between the baby and the mother or the birthing parents. And there's grief there. There's happiness there. There's a lot of this mixed emotion. Even mothers that I interviewed that originally started off this interview saying, I was great. I'm happy to wean my baby. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to have my body back. I'm ready to have this baby be eating actual food. By the end of the conversation, they actually started to talk about the grief and missing that connection, missing that way of connecting with the baby. And so 
what's happening in this moment of weaning at this threshold is there's mixed emotion. There's this happiness and celebration and joy. And then there's also grief and longing and that severing feeling. And so ritual is this way where we can actually invite both of these feelings to exist. And you can presence the celebration and the joy. And you can also presence the longing and the grief. And just taking a moment to do something to mark this moment and make it meaningful. Weaning is a meaningful moment to actually say this mattered. Well, that gives people a sense that they can move forward in their lives and move and the baby can move forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And these changes can feel so overwhelming when we're in them. And then you look back, it was a little blip in time. I teach a 100 First Foods approach to baby-led weaning, a program I created in 2016. And we give parents a 100 First Foods list and they go through and they offer five new foods a week. It's 20 new foods a month. By the end of five months, their baby has tried 100 foods. And a lot of the parents now, they check it off or they'll, they'll laminate it, they put it on the fridge. And then they end up putting the 100 First Foods copy of the foods their baby ate in their baby book, just as a reminder of these are all the different foods that you tried and we tried together before you were one. And that's maybe one way that we could mark the ritual of this transition to solid foods. Absolutely. And so I wrote this book called Hello Goodbye. And the way I talk about it is very much like a cookbook, like a ritual cookbook, which is I offer ritual recipes for people to do that's very accessible. There's like Kind of like you when you're making a meal, you know, what are the ingredients that you need? How do you prepare it? What do you do? And how do you conclude it? I mean, that's very much how the book is written. So I offer two rituals that are very much like a recipe in this book. But the thing about ritual is that you can create your own. You really like in this book, I'm offering ingredients. So you can take some of the ingredients that work for you and you can leave some behind that don't work for you. But I think what I'm pleading for and advocating for, especially around people that are weaning, is do something. Do something that acknowledges that this mattered, that this moment meant something to you, that that time of breastfeeding was important. And now you're moving on from that. And try and linger at that moment for as long as you can because then you honor that time and you can move on from there. And it allows you to feel the significance of that moment. And really that's what ritual is advocating for. It's, it's distinguishing this from that. I was breastfeeding and now we're weaning off of the breast. And the ritual set is helping to distinguish this moment from that moment. Your story there reminded me of a story recently. I was helping a friend start solid foods with her baby and the day before I went to help her do the first day of food, she texted me late at night and she said, so does this mean that that was the last time that I breastfed my baby? And I kind of gasped like, oh my gosh, it could be if you wanted to, but it doesn't have to be. And most certainly babies will continue to receive the majority of their nutrition from breast milk or formula as you start solid foods. But she just thought, well, gosh, you know, I've worked so hard at this and now I have to give it all up tomorrow. I was like, no, we have to look at what your goals are what does your baby need right now? What do both of you want? 
Um, and there's no one right answer. So I kind of take offense when everyone says, you know, you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. I know personally for a couple of my babies at six months, I definitely wanted to be done. And then there's other times where you want it to extend as long as possible and no way is wrong. And what you're naming right now, I actually felt a little emotion in that because when you said that, like, is this the last time? That very question is at the heart of this book. I mean, I called the book, Hello, Goodbye, because there are these moments of saying goodbye to something and saying hello to something. And if we're only saying hello to the new thing, to the new way, we're only doing half of what's actually happening. But actually saying goodbye is really, really important. You know, as you said, working so hard to get to that moment, and then you actually have to say goodbye to it because something's changing. That's emotional. And if we don't properly say goodbye, and this mattered, and this was meaningful, then we're not truly honoring the threshold of that moment. Day, thank you so much for this information. And tell us where we can go to learn more about you and to support your work as an author and a creator. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. The new book is called Hello, Goodbye, 75 Rituals for Times of Loss, Celebration, and Change. And it's being published January 2022. You can go to com, D-A-Y-S-C-H-I-L-D-K-R-E-T.com. Or you can go also to morningalters.com, M-O-R-N-I-N-G-A-L-T-A-R-S.com for more information about me and my work. Well, thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation. It really was. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.